Hi, welcome to Thinking Ahead, the mental health tech podcast from IESO. I'm Tom Clelford, and today I'll be talking to Dr. Nigel Pitchford, IESO's CEO, about what it takes to scale a business with a social purpose. We'll talk about how you balance that social good with the realities of running a business and about how IESO plans to impact 100 million lives over the next five years. Nigel, welcome to the show. Hi, Tom. Good to be here. Great. Thanks for joining us. We'll jump straight into it. Um, Aiso is really at the cutting edge of innovation in mental health care, but you've spent most of your career in venture capital, picking companies to invest in. What prompted the career change? You're right, Tom. So for about 20 years now, I've been a venture capitalist investing in uh, biotech companies, primarily in the UK, but across uh, Europe and the US as well. And I think one of the things that uh, you see when you're when you're investing into biotech and into therapeutics development is that many of those innovations, although groundbreaking, actually don't get to come to market during the during the time that you're an investor and during the time that you're involved in those companies. And so you don't really see the impact that they have on uh, on patients. And that's where IESO is really different. So IESO is treating hundreds of patients a day, and we're getting constant feedback from those patients in terms of the quality of the service that they're receiving in terms of the help that we're able to provide to each of those patients. And it's really great to get that kind of feedback on a day-to-day basis. It's really rewarding. And so for me, IESO is one of those um, businesses where that feedback loop is immediate, where the mission is really important to help address mental health problems, not only here in the UK, but across the world. And I think both of those factors were key for me in trying to uh, help IESO along its way by becoming its CEO. Fantastic. So it sounds like you're really inspired by the ability to see the impact of your work there. Well, I think it's it's absolutely key for us because we're, you know, because we can actually see that we're helping everybody uh, that we treat on a day-to-day basis. You know, I think it's inspiring for me, it's inspiring for the rest of the management team and for everybody within the business to to be strongly associated with those clinical outcomes. And um, as CEO, you've set a a bold target, I guess we'd call it. Um, you said you're going to positively impact 100 million lives within five years. That's that's a really tough target. What are you planning to do to do that? Well, it is a tough target, but you know, I think there's a uh, there's there's nothing lacking in ambition around IESO, and I think we have to set ourselves these big challenges in order to be able to take the whole field of mental health forwards. So right now, mental health is a hot topic. There's over one in four adults struggling with a diagnosable mental health condition across the world, uh, not just here in the UK, but across the world. And despite vast amounts of money being spent on supporting uh, those those people with their conditions, um, there's still a, a huge number of them that actually don't get support, that don't even get diagnosed, but certainly don't receive treatment. And so I think we're we're actually trying to change that paradigm. It's not just a, uh, about addressing individuals on a on a day to day basis, but actually about stretching the the envelope and being able to develop solutions and develop clinical pathways and new technology that will support being able to give high quality mental health care to millions of people across the world um, as and when they need it to help them deal with uh, the the issues that they face in their day-to-day lives. And so that for us is our big mission. Uh, It's great to have a challenge such as trying to reach out to 100 million people to really inspire the organization to, uh, to that ambition and to that goal. 
so the idea of positively impacting people's lives then is is a bit broader than just treating 100 million people. Yeah, I think so, Tom. So, you know, I think we, we as an organisation, uh, we would struggle to be able to treat 100 million people ourselves uh, with with the therapy delivery that we currently have, which is matching a patient with a therapist. So we're looking to find ways to break outside of that and deliver the same kind of high quality care that a patient should expect from a therapist, but delivering that using different methodologies, using different pathways, and ultimately using technology to support the delivery on a much, much broader basis. So I think our challenge is about how we uh, how we address a much, much bigger population-wide issue, but adapt our, our way of thinking about doing that so that we can actually scale solutions to reach out to the masses rather than making them available only to the uh, lucky few who do get to see a therapist on a day-to-day basis. So this is more about actually transforming mental health care than actually just scaling the business IESO itself. I think it's both, Tom. You know, I think we've got an opportunity to scale our own business whilst we're also understanding what works for patients and what works for therapists and what's going on within that whole uh, mental health interaction. Uh, And that allows us to scale our business whilst understanding what's going on, learning what works, and then being able to apply that on a much broader basis. So I think without that constant learning loop that we have within our business, I think it's going to be very difficult for us to really reach that ambitious goal that we've set ourselves. So by investing into learning, by investing into developing technologies that support um, the, the delivery of healthcare, quality healthcare on a much broader basis. I think we can scale both our business, but also have that ambition to, um, to address mental health at scale across the world. Would you say that's really made possible by the fact that you do have these sort of twin arms of sort of research and an actual sort of treatment facility as well? Well, I think that's that's absolutely critical to our business. So for a, for a number of years now, we've invested fairly heavily into uh, R and D, uh, into understanding what's going on within the within the talking therapy that we deliver. Uh, we've got a fantastic corpus of data that we're exploring on a day to day basis, and being able to tease out those uh, those key clinical insights as to what's actually happening within that therapeutic interaction that has meaning that delivers therapeutic dose to the patients that helps them to get better um, is is something that we're doing for the very first time that uh, and we're doing it on a on a big data set so having the uh, the, the data available to us, having the tools available to us, having a fantastic team there who can really dig deep and understand what's happening in this clinical interaction. These are all the uh, these are all the attributes of uh, an effort that we have in order to actually try and take forward this whole space. And we we are pretty unique in our ability to. Uh, do that we've say we've invested heavily in it over the last few years we will continue to invest heavily in it because we think the the rewards for doing so are not only rewards that IESA will benefit from but it's also rewards that patients uh, and people that are suffering with mental health conditions worldwide will ultimately benefit from and uh, you know we believe that we've got a strong social purpose in that sense. And how do you manage to bring that strong social purpose together with 
obviously the imperative to provide like a, a strong return for your investors. Well, I think the two can go hand in hand. And um, you know, I think we we focus on delivering high quality mental health care. Uh, that, is, that is the key attribute of our social purpose. We focus as well on developing the technologies and the insights into care so that we can extend that to a much broader population. Again, it's a very strong social purpose. But those are those are two attributes that in of themselves make our business robust and that give us opportunities to scale the business beyond what what we could normally expect to achieve if we were just a, a straightforward service provider um so actually being able to integrate the that social um ambition within our business is fundamentally part of how we transform the business itself, how we transform the landscape, how we ultimately become a, a leader at the vanguard of taking mental health forwards. And, uh, you know, and I think that's the real effort that we're making to to deliver true change and real lasting impact in society by, by showing that these attributes can work, that can persist, that can deliver high quality outcomes for many, many more people who are struggling with their mental health conditions. Ultimately, having that um, that social impact will make us a, a, a strong and successful business and one in which investors can hope to get a good return. So the actual fact that you want to change the world kind of will drive the returns from the investors, for the investors, excuse me. We certainly hope so. You know, I think the business as a, as a whole has grown substantially over the last five years. You know, we're attracting investment from uh, from from a number of different places, but people are really engaged in our ambition to change the landscape of mental health, and they're really appreciative of the fact that we invest heavily in doing uh, in doing that from an insights driven, evidence based um, perspective. So, you know, I think I think investors buy that they they get the uh, they get the value that we can create if we can actually. Uh, deliver on this promise and that we can deliver on this promise on a global basis makes it uh, tremendously attractive to them. So we're we're busily executing on our purpose, on our ambition. And at the same time, that sits comfortably with uh, investors' ambitions around the business as a whole. What is it, do you think, that's that's changed, that's made, made it possible for AISO to, I guess, exist and to disrupt mental health care the way you're intending to do? Well, I think there are a number of advances that have happened um, over the last two decades, really. So uh, probably the first one is around mental health care itself. You know, it used to be an area where there was a significant amount of social stigma. Uh, people who were struggling with their mental health didn't come forwards. Uh, but you've seen, particularly even over, over very recent years, high-profile campaigns by uh, the royal family, for instance, or high-profile footballers, you know, just getting out there and making it clear that um, mental health is something that people struggle with on a day-to-day basis and that it is not something that you need to have a stigma about. So there's this much higher level of awareness and also a much higher level of acceptability of um, of mental health being something that people need to uh, get help with and address and that it can have a positive impact on their lives if they do so. So I think the first bit is around the the, the market itself. Uh, the second part is around some of the uh, technologies that are available. Um, so, you know, the ubiquity of smartphones, for instance, is is a, is a key one. Uh, a lot of digital health is only made possible through the uh, 
uh, through the widespread adoption of technologies such as smartphones or computers and the availability of broadband, etc. So, so many of these uh, many of these technological advancements and the ubiquity of these technologies within modern society actually gives us the means by which we can reach out to people. And then I guess thirdly, uh, the final element for us is probably around uh, the advances that we've that we've seen being made in artificial intelligence, in natural language processing, in machine learning, and various other sort of more cutting-edge uh, technologies, deep learning technologies, uh, that really assist us to get under the skin of what's going on now within this uh, within this space, and to develop some insights from from very big data sets into what can work at a highly personalized level. And I think really it's the combination of all three of those factors that really opens the door to the possibilities for doing mental health care in a very, very different way. Wow, okay. So maybe the social change enabling the sort of delivery at at scale, which then in turn enables the ability to perform these sort of machine learning insights or to gain these machine learning insights from the data set that's that's incredible and um what's what's the impact of doing all this are you, are you able to achieve good results yeah well i'm pleased to say that within our uh, within our regular business where we're treating patients on a day-to-day basis uh we're capable of delivering very good outcomes probably much better than uh, than have been possible before uh by helping to really leverage the uh, the therapists that interact with the patients but also their supervisors with technology that supports their interaction uh, that helps them to um, understand what it is that they're delivering in a more meaningful way and sort of that gets catered for or more personalized to the patient that's in front of them and so we, we're clearly getting better outcomes from therapy um, we're doing so in shorter episodes of care typically so it's taking fewer sessions of therapy to to get people well um, and there is some evidence as well that it has a longer lasting effect so you know I think there must be something going on within our within our system that's that's heavily leaning on the fact that we're gaining more and more insights into the mental health care paradigm and how it's being treated that allow us to adapt, just tweak clinical pathways to such an extent that patients do get well, or we get more patients well, we get more patients well faster, and that there's a, there's probably a longer duration of effect as well. So we're in the right direction. We're, we're moving the needle slowly. It's a, it's a needle that will move over time. It's not going to be a, a shift that happens next year and then it's done. Uh, you know, it's about small improvements to, to drive towards that ultimate goal of being able to uh, radically change what's happening within this space but to be able to do so for hundreds of millions of people. Wow, so sort of incremental gains adding up to a significant difference in outcomes perhaps. Yeah, I think that's where the I think that's where the market's at and that's our our challenge is lots of small gains, lots of small insights, just changing practices subtly will have a cumulative effect in the long run. And I think that's where we're uh, that's where we're focused as a business. And what's what's the impact on um, on the patients themselves? As I said, we got uh, we've got about three and a half thousand people in treatment at any one point in time. Uh, our recovery rates are high and constantly improving. Uh, we so we typically treat people with fewer sessions of therapy as a result of the more personalised approach, and our waiting times are measured in days, not months. So you know, I think for a patient. 
Um, this is a great experience and uh, can be life-changing for many of the patients. And that's the feedback that we get from those patients is that this is, this is a really life-changing service for them. Uh, and it's um, delivered within the NHS uh, construct, but it's highly convenient. It's highly accessible. And, you know, and we love our Trustpilot ratings, but our Trustpilot rating currently sits at 4.7, which means that we must be doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. So the patients love it and they're getting great results. I guess, what have you done to make it an, an investable, scalable business? Yeah, so I think that's a great challenge, actually, Tom, because, um, you know, I think first and foremost, the, the, the patients have to experience something that is, uh, that is very positive for them. And we as a business believe that we also have to demonstrate broader positive benefits to the system in terms of outcomes and in terms of flexibility, accessibility and, and treatment. So, you know, I think for, for us as a business, those are two key attributes. In terms of how we then go on to, uh, to, to scale that, um, you know, I think we have to, we, we're implementing these technologies and trying to understand what works so that we can scale uh, some of the modes of delivery to more and more people, but using a similar resource because the resource is quite stressed and strained at the moment. The, the therapist capacity is a, is a more or less finite pool, particularly around the UK. And so actually what we want to get in, uh, what we want to bring into play is a number of different ways of trying to deliver high quality care for more patients, but using the same pool of therapists. Um, so that we're not, uh, you know, we're not necessarily setting out to expand the pool of therapists that we currently uh, work with massively, uh, but we are expanding the number of patients that they can deal with by supporting them with technology um, and sort of understanding better what that um, pathway of care is within mental health. And I guess the the technology scales far more easily than, as you say, the, the sort of pool of therapists. Is there a way to make that uh, technology available to other businesses in the space? Well, I think that's also part of our uh, part of our model overall is that if we can successfully develop uh, products or technologies or insight driven pathways, that we don't want to be the the owner of those and exclusively apply them only to our UK business. We want those to apply more generally. And again, this comes back to our social purpose. We think as a business, we can still be successful, even if we take those technologies, those products, and make them more available to a wider group of people worldwide via partner organizations, for instance, that currently deliver uh, similar services to the ones that we deliver both in the UK, but outside of the UK. So I think in terms of our ability to scale our business, there is the opportunity there to support other people who are already providing care in other geographies with products, thinking processes, new pathways that actually enable them to scale their business and deliver high quality outputs um, without us necessarily having to do the service provision ourselves. So that's how we, so we sort of see the business uh, going forwards is that the UK will still remain our home. We'll still aim to deliver high quality care to as many people as we possibly can through the uh, through the service offering that we have. But that there are other means by which we can actually help hundreds of millions of people worldwide, and to do that through partners is is a clear path for us. So the products would be the mechanism through which you envision 
impacting these 100 million people? I think the technologically led products are are clearly the most obvious way by which we can actually uh, reach out beyond our own shores and beyond our own service and impact the lives of many millions absolutely um and that's that's where we're sort of investing our time energy and effort into trying to build those insight driven products um such that they apply to many people worldwide and um uh, yeah and i think there's a there's a very good opportunity for us there to do exactly that yeah, fantastic. And I guess because these products are more scalable, not dependent on maybe um, the highly skilled time that you require for a human therapist, they can also make this quite a profitable business. Well, I think there is an element of that, certainly, that um, if we can apply those products to other people's businesses, ultimately, um, it's it's about the patient. So it's about getting the patient the right treatment to allow them to get um, personalised care rapidly that's fit for purpose that's right for them um because if we can deliver that it sort of doesn't really matter how we deliver that as long as it's high quality care and as long as they benefit from it so whether that's coming from uh patient to therapist interaction and purely 100 percent patient to therapist interaction or whether it comes from patient to therapist interaction that incorporates some degrees of uh, technology within that sort of more automated uh, products in, in, in support of the patient or the therapist. You know, I think there are modes in which people will actually look to receive help and receive therapy that's right for them um, and that it can be tailored accordingly. And I think actually having choice and having the breadth of opportunity available to you that fit that fits what you're looking for is is probably key to to sort of unlocking this space because I think for too long it's been it's been locked into a, a single way of doing things and we're looking to break that apart and really to deliver something that really works for the patient works fast for the patient uh, but is very effective for the patient and so you know we have to be very patient centric when we're sort of considering these uh these opportunities uh, and if we are uh, there's a very strong chance that this business will not only be robust in terms of the revenues that it generates but also in terms of the future profitability brilliant and that i guess is the big big win-win we're nearly out of time nigel but i just wanted to ask you um a sort of personal reflection how is it leading a social impact business and how does that sort of differ from your experience in the past uh it's great actually i think the 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 social impact and the very positive mission-led culture that is prevalent everywhere around ie so is 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 really sort of impactful for me personally um and sort of drives me on to try and make ie so more of a success than it is today and to be able to deliver high quality uh, therapy and assistance for people struggling with their mental health not only here in the UK but across the world and so you know this is this is one of the few places as we said at the top of the show that uh, that you can see that direct impact that we get feedback on a day-to-day basis and so it's really great for me to hear from from patients and also from therapists about the ability to change people's lives on a day-to-day basis and uh, and that's that's personally very rewarding thanks again to nigel for talking to us today that's all we've got time for i hope you found it interesting next time we'll be talking about how we know therapy works and how technology can help us improve recovery rates it's going to be a fascinating discussion i'm really looking forward to it i hope you'll join us for it 
Make sure to follow Thinking Ahead wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening. I've been Tom Clalford and this has been Thinking Ahead. Thinking Ahead.